So if you haven't got your prayer card yet, be sure to go to the Welcome Center afterwards and pick that up. Or if you've downloaded the Noblesville First app, the prayer is right there on the front page of that app. And if you've got the app, you will be getting a push notification every day at 2.28 in the afternoon to remind you to pray. Uh, We're excited about what God does if we get the whole church praying together about the direction of the church and also seeking our personal and community transformation. Well, we're in the series with the hope that when we're done this season of Lent, prayer will mean more to us. That we'll have a deeper understanding that prayer is not just turning to God when we have our health concerns and crises in our lives, but that we seek God out for direction, for guidance, for transformation of our personal lives, and also that we might join with God in his efforts to transform this world and all of creation. Today, we're focused specifically on trying to align our wills with God's, letting God be the center of our prayers, the focal point, instead of just ourselves. Now, there's nothing wrong with asking God what you want, but there's certainly prayer is not prayer what it should be unless we begin with God's desires in our lives so that God's will becomes our will. Deep prayer goes to this additional dimension. And a good analogy for me comes when I think back to my days when I was raising my kids. My wife uh, became a non-traditional college student, went back to college full-time after several years and with us having four kids. That meant for two years I was kind of a single father. And while I was not much of a multitasker at that time, I got a lot lot better at it. And so our days would be typical of having four kids. We'd have at least three things to do most nights, especially on school nights. We had school activities, sporting activities, having to get some supplies for school projects, church stuff, piano lessons, you name it. We always seemed to have something. And so much of our life was spent in our Dodge Caravan. How many of you have driven a minivan in your life? This looks almost exactly like our Dodge Caravan. Matter of fact, we named it Carl, Carl the Caravan. And so most evenings I'd be at the driver's seat and we'd be heading off to one activity or the other and frequently one of the kids would say, Dad, can we stop stop at Zesto's for an ice cream cone? Or Dad, can we go to this park where our favorite playground is? Or we might think about heading off to the college library to go see mom, give her a quick hug before we could do the rest of our activities. What was interesting is often what they would ask for, I already was working into the plan. But most of the time I'd be very noncommittal because you know how quickly a maybe turns into you promised? Ever happened with you? And so I became very good at just saying, we'll see. Well, I often think this is how prayer is. Because think about it. I know better than my own kids about what our schedule is for the evening. I know how long it takes to get to these destinations. I can better, much better estimate than a five-year-old how much time takes to do all this stuff. And so I'm working this all out in my own mind. And I'm planning to do one of those things already if it fits. But we can't always do those things. And for me, that's often the way we should approach our prayer life with God. We ask for the things that we want, but we need to know that God's got a bigger plan. He, he really knows better than us about what's going to happen in our future. 
He also knows that if he grants your request, it could be creating an adverse effect on someone else's because he understands the interconnectedness of all of our relationships and all of creation. And God knows better the overarching plan for all things in this world. So when we pray, we should always understand that we're kind of coming to God like little children. We have to trust in his desires to meet our needs as much as all of others. So what I'd like to do today is look at a couple of scriptures that help share this perspective and deepen our understanding of that. And the first one that we shared from 15th chapter of John, it's important to put this in the context in which it was shared. This is said by Jesus to prepare the disciples. This is on the eve of his arrest and crucifixion, which would take him to the cross. In this time that's in the upper room, Jesus is also going to share the Jesus prayer. That's like a whole chapter long in John. But these words were specifically to help them understand what's about to happen. And there's a few images that come to mind in this passage that I think is really powerful to take with us. He discusses that, that we have the vine, and Jesus is describing himself as the vine. He says, we are the branches that, that receive all the nutrients that come from the vine, and they are to produce the fruit. I love how this image, the fruit is the prominent feature in this picture. And that really should be our understanding of prayer, that when we pray, it's not about us, it's not about the branches. The vine and the branches have the purpose of producing the fruit. It's about the fruit when we pray. It should be about what are we doing to produce the kind of fruit, the kind of life that is attractive and desirable and needed by others so that when they see us, they see the life of Christ. So first of all, this image is about the fruit. Now, if we'd read the full chapter, 15th chapter of John, we'd see that another part of this image is the idea of pruning. In the first and second verse, he talks about how the branches have to be cut off. And this is so vitally important for those disciples to know because in the next few hours, Jesus is going to be cut off from them. He's going to be taken away from them. They're going to feel abandoned for the next few days. And Jesus is trying to help them to understand not just to get through these next few days, but to realize this is going to be part of your life from here on out. Because as you spread the gospel throughout, you're going to also experience this pruning that takes place. And pruning has to happen not just with the dead branches, but also with branches that are producing fruit and so that it can produce more fruit. And so when we pray... The pruning helps us know that you're not always going to get what you want. Matter of fact, it's probably in your best interest that you don't always get what you want. I know some of the best things that's happened in my life were things that I certainly did not want in my life. But they've created such maturity in myself, helped me understand things I'd never understand. And God's used those for fruit that's made such a difference in so many lives. I experienced just this week. I had a couple come in for their premarital counseling. They're going to get married in the next couple months. And how fun it is when I share about communication skills and how to handle conflict and and talk about that whole men are from Mars and women from Venus thing. And I talk from experience both from the positive I experienced in my life but also from much of the negative that I've experienced in my life. And so when I share real-life examples and I see them nod their head because they've been there, they've already experienced themselves, I realize that what a gift God has given me 
by not always giving me what I wanted. And I've always, you know, desired a much smoother life. Those rough patches have made me part of who I am. And the last part of that image that is so helpful is the realization that it's not just the fruit, it's not just the pruning, but this idea of abiding. Our passage used the term remain because we don't tend to use abide a whole lot, but abides probably describes better what Jesus is getting at than anything. Matter of fact, he uses it eight times in just four verses. And the whole idea is that that abiding with those nutrients that come from the vine to us, the branches, is the promise that that Holy Spirit is always there with us. It always remains with us. And it's real, that gives us a good understanding of what prayer should be. It should be continuous. It should be happening all the time. You should see God as your best friend who walks with you throughout the day and you can talk to as if they're right there in front of you. Now, I'm not always good at that. I uh, had a very workaholic father, and so I got instilled in me that if I'm not producing, then I'm, I'm not good. And so for me to sit still and just contemplate, it's one reason I love the 228 initiative. It forces me to stop for a few minutes. And how nice it is to take a deep breath for what's going on in the day and just realize I'm doing this for God. But that abiding is a tough skill. One of the tools that's really helpful to me is what we call breath prayers. That's where you, you learn a phrase that fits you, that fits your understanding and helps you in the moment. And I've learned to use that often. Just last Sunday, I got to use it. Someone came to me right after the last service and asked me, said, said Pastor, i got a biblical question. And I'm thinking, oh boy. Now, I know my Bible pretty well. I, I'm pretty comfortable with the Bible. But I'm one of those persons, I am terrible at thinking on my feet. I often think of the very best thing to say about an hour after the conversation or maybe the next day after I slept on it. And so I just, I did happen this time to remember and I said, Lord, use me. Lord, give me the words. And somehow the words came. They seemed very satisfied with the answer. Matter of fact, sometimes when I do it, it's as if what's coming out of my mouth, it's like, wow, those, those are not my words. And I'm kind of amazed, kind of, wow, I actually said that? And then I can't remember what I said an hour later. But abiding, being aware of God's continual presence. The other passage is one that should ring a bell with you. Does it sound familiar? Now, this is the contemporary English Bible, so it's different than our traditional language. But it's the Lord's Prayer. And I deliberately only shared the first part of the Lord's Prayer. Now, when we say the Lord's Prayer, you need to realize there's really three parts that we say. The last sentence, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever, that's actually not in the Bible, at least it's not in Matthew's version, and so that's been added. It's actually not in the oldest manuscripts of Matthew's version. Uh, so it got added later, and so it became part of our ritual and liturgy. So really, at least what Jesus shares in the book of Matthew actually only has two parts. And the first part is this. And in our language, let's, let's, let's recite it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So, let's stop right there. <laughs> so three things are named. God's name, God's kingdom, and God's will. 
And then what comes after that, the second part? Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and deliver us from evil. There, now stop. Okay, sorry about that. So these two parts each have three petitions. The first part, God's name, God's kingdom, God's will. The second part is about bread and about forgiveness, especially forgiving those people that bug us, and about temptations. The first part is about God's glory and majesty. It lifts us up into seeing the global, the heavenly, the eternal. And then it gets down into the mundane, nitty-gritty of life. Now, my point is, Jesus taught the disciples this prayer when they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And I think he wants us to understand our prayer should begin with God. It should begin with his power and majesty. And then we get down to the nitty-gritty of life. Now, how many of us skip the first part and jump right to the second part? That's our humanity. That's what we tend to do. But I suggest to you, Jesus has got a point for us. We start with his glory, then it would seem that the things that we face in this life kind of shrink in the power that they have over us. They set the perspective so that we can know that God will be with us to face what we need to face. And then let me close. You kind of begin to get the sense what transforming prayer looks like. It starts with God. Often we are the center of our prayers, and we need to put God at the center. I've titled this message Surrender because that's really the attitude we need to bring to prayer every time we surrender to our God, trusting that he knows our needs far better than we know them, and trusting that no matter what happens in our lives, even if it's not always good, God is not punishing us. He has not abandoned us. Sometimes these things are necessary in order for God to bring about in our lives what we need. I love how David Lowe's describes the cross, which provides the motivation for this surrender. He argues the cross is not the mechanism that God needed in order to be able to have the freedom to forgive us. He says that's the given. But the cross is there for us to know that God has not removed himself from this world and the challenges that we face each day. The cross is God's statement that he's right there in the midst of the pain of the world with us. He chooses to join with us in it, to experience firsthand life's ups and downs, its hopes and disappointments, its vulnerabilities and the faults of life in this world so that we would know of God's unending commitment to us. That is the God we surrender to and the God that I turn to when I pray. Would you pray with me? Lord, help us to capture that understanding that we begin with you. That we're being about creating the fruit in our lives, that our prayers are not just to help us get along better, but to be who you call us to be. As we prepare to receive this sacrament of baptism, as we also look forward to the opportunity for that blessing, that anointing of oil that reminds us of your constant healing in our lives, may we know that you're with us in the midst of all that we face, through Christ who is our Lord. Amen.